listening to Astro Detectives, where longtime friends Scott and Sarah try to debunk or prove the ancient phenomenon of astrology. I'm Sarah Hartshorn, the astrologer. And I'm Scott Randall, the skeptic. Each episode, I'll give Sarah two birth charts, one belonging to our guest and one that I made up. She'll use astrology to try to match the right chart to our guest. A birth chart is a snapshot of the sky when a person is born. It reveals an incredible amount of information about a person. Enough to match a person to the right chart? We'll see. Hi, everyone out there in podcast land. We've got a fresh new episode for you. This is Astro Detectives episode 20. Who would have thought we would have made it this far? I'll tell you. Not me. Everybody. Everybody (laughs) in this show is completely confident that we would make it to our our second decade. I don't know. What is that? The the 20 mark. Second decade. I mean, the counts of tens. (laughs) Like, it's the second 10. Oh, it's called 20? Yeah. Anyway, we're here in episode 20, and um, we do have a Patreon. We do have co-host Sarah, and we have enthusiasm Mm -hmm. pulsing through our veins because we know that this is the episode where we either prove or debunk astrology. Is is this the episode? We know it's going to happen. Okay. Wait, so you're going to, your mind's going to be made up at the end of this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have our retraced episode next, you guys. So that's where we go back through the record and kind of assess the uh, successes and pitfalls that have uh, given our astrologer heroes stumbles in their journey towards proving astrology. But for today, we're only focused on this episode. And we're joined by a very special guest astrologer. I say very special because this guest astrologer only weeks ago was in the guest seat, (laughs) having her chart analyzed by Sarah. And now she's here because she uh, expressed that she knows a lot about astrology. So here she is as a guest astrologer. Welcome back, Lauren. Oh, thank you for having me back. I feel a lot of pressure with the way that you just introduced me. (laughs) Good. Good. I want to put the a high high pressure situation on a podcast just oh, heightens man. the enjoyment for the audience. Now, now. <laughs> now no, it's, it, it's cool to be on the other end of this. I'm very interested to see how this goes. Yeah, well, it's super exciting to have you back. And just from chatting with you a little bit, I can already tell you that Lauren knows quite a bit about astrology. So I'm very excited. This will be fun. <laughs> well, you. after pouring over the two charts from the, for this week's guest, um, can you guys give us some details about what we're looking, who we're looking at? Yes. And actually, I have to point out, Scott, that um, usually there is something that these two charts will have in common, something striking. I was really hard pressed to find like some overlap here. I mean, there might be some nuance overlap with the aspects and things, but as far as like the big three and the personal plans, everything was like in a different side. So um, 
the one I also I'll say that we have a Gemini rising and a Sagittarius rising. And while those are uh, different signs and different elements, they are on the same axis. They have the same, you know, they're, they're, they have a special relationship. Um, and so that access um, has been called uh, a quest for knowledge because Gemini is very interested in learning and the Gemini archetype, I should say, um, is very interested in learning little bits of information, very curious, very wanting just to know kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Whereas Sagittarius, and maybe Lauren can speak to this as a Sagittarius, <laughs> is a lot more interested in the bigger picture ideas and integrating all of that knowledge into wisdom. I definitely agree with you there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Scott, did we lose you? I know. I was just like, I got so thrown <laughs> off. I was like, where? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're still recording. I think we're still on air, but Scott is missing. So I guess that means astrology is real. And yep. <laughs> we've concluded our experiment. <laughs> Um, so I think we can just take a brief pause here and Scott can edit this oh. out. Uh, it says Scott Randall is now the host. Scott, are you hey. alive? Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I just got kicked <laughs> out and it said uh, trying to rejoin for about a minute. It's so interesting. I hope we got the first part of it. It says recording. So. Yeah, well, still says. Okay, great. I rejoined and it played that message again that said recording in progress. So okay. And you guys weren't affected. No. Whew. Oh my God, Mercury <laughs> retrograde is always messing with me. It is really starting. Yes. Yeah, we're in yeah, Mer already. the Mer Mercury shadow. Mm -hmm. So here is there we ever go. a time when it's not Mercury retrograde? Because I feel like we talk about this on the show pretty consistently. Yes, there is times. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I enjoy them as a Mercury ruled um, chart, man. Mercury retrograde really messes with me. Because <sighs> oh, yeah. last time we were talking about like technological breakdowns on the last episode. Yeah. Um, well, that's because Mercury is. It's pre-gaming right now, Scott. It, it's <laughs> been pre-gaming for a little while, and. The game kicks off. I forget what date. I think it's, is it early 23rd, September? I 23rd. Okay, great. Just in time for my birthday. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> you're the best. That's probably going to be baked into my solar return. So, so is the Venus retrograde. So oh. good, good times. Um, and I'd just like to point out, there's a lot of Virgo energy on this podcast today because, you know, I'm a Virgo, but uh, Lauren and Scott are Virgo risings. Ooh. All right. Did you know that, Scott? Did you, you knew you were Virgo rising, right? I do know my big three. I was, uh, Yay. To be on this podcast and to be friends with Sarah, it's a requirement. The <laughs> very least, know that much. All right. But um, I did not know. I did not remember that Lauren has a Virgo rising. She does, and yeah. I instantly feel a kinship towards her. 
for that <laughs> shared that Virgo risings. I'm surrounded by them. Honestly, I really am. I have so many in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when you're having um, a transit, you might be able to call her and be like, what is going on? Cause you might be having us the same transit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel it's similar energy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the show. <laughs> yeah, during during my departure, was there any um, any trouble uh, going over the similarities and differences between these two characters? No, we just decided that we were successful with the experiment and astrology is real. Yeah, astrology is real. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So we we talked about the similarities here of them being on a, a quest for knowledge. Um, however, the differences in these charts. So first of all, we've named them uh in no particular order, the mediator and the chess master, which you had a hand in naming that one, Scott. <laughs> I think I just had the strategist, and you're like, let's make it more interesting. Yeah, so I'm looking for somebody who likes board games. <laughs> well, that'll be interesting. We'll have to ask them that. Um, but uh, just in, in a nutshell, in a very, very tiny nutshell, uh, <laughs> I kind of, so, some key words for our mediator friend here is someone who is going to be probably very articulate, very highly intelligent. They might be an introverted extrovert. Um, they're going to probably be a foodie, another foodie on the podcast. <laughs> um, and then our chess master is going to be a lot more, probably a lot more social, adventurous, outgoing, um, and a real strong connection to their roots and family. So that's just a couple of things that I picked up. It okay. Is, and, and if you wanted to add anything, Lauren, feel free, but no pressure. No, I mean, I think you did a perfect job describing oh. both. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when I read them, I do see like similarities. And so sometimes it's hard for me to see them as two different people you know the mediator to me being independent the chess master being strong-willed to me those are very like in the similar camp and you know the chess master is wise and the mediator is highly intellectual the chess master is um self-focused yeah, I get it. The yeah, keywords yeah, okay. are not perfect. <laughs> you know, and if it were up to me, I don't even want to do them, but I know it's helpful to you in the audience. Um, but it really is hard to just kind of quickly boil it down. It's like, you know, like when you're giving someone an astrology reading, it's like you really have to put the chart in the context of her life. So it's hard to just kind of sketch out a character ahead of time. I mean, you can see certain themes and stories emerging, but it's, it's hard to kind of quickly put that in a couple of words. But then your, well, your recap was helpful because you were like, the chess master is going to be more social. The mediator is going to be less social. If there's like certain spectrum things where I can be like, this one's going to be more this than the other one is. Yeah. Uh, like what areas are they much more different from each other, like on the same scale? 
One of them is on this end of the scale. One of them is on that end of the scale. So that's helpful. I'm looking for the chess master, I guess, to be more extroverted and social and the mediator to be more, you said introvert, extrovert, but yeah, someone who would be really good at holding a conversation, but they might not always love putting themselves out there. I would think. Okay. Well, we'll see how they handle their experience on the podcast as they're definitely putting themselves out there today. (laughs) Uh, We'll be joined by our guest right after this brief commercial break. And we're back. We've got either the mediator or the chess master waiting in the waiting room. Um, Our astrologers have only had the guest survey to look at. Uh, are you guys, uh, are you feeling like uh, any early hints of which one the survey was pointing you towards? I think so. Because there are, there are questions in there about like how comfortable do you feel in a room of strangers and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And um, And what I try to do is I try to write down my impressions before ever looking at the survey so that I don't let that influence what I'm picking up in the charts. Um, But I did notice, I think that they said in the survey that they were highly social. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10 out of 10 social. Yeah, 10 out of 10. So, um, you know, and they, they provided some transit dates as well. And so... Um, when Lauren and I met yesterday to kind of talk about this, um, I think we, we had one chart that we were really leaning a lot more towards, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't know if we want to say if it was the mediator or the chess master. I'm curious. I don't, (laughs) I believe it was the mediator that we were leaning towards. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. The intro, well, which is that is interesting because the chess master seemed like the one that was going to be more social and outgoing. But so the 10 out of 10, but I only know this tiny little bit based on the keywords that I'm given. Oh, you know so, what? No, I think that was uh, swapped, isn't it? It is. Hang on a second here. Okay. Can you pause, Scott, and, and we'll edit this out? Okay, everybody. There was a quick little edit there that we just did. Um, disregard well (laughs) just switch the names of everything we were previously talking about when sarah was talking about the mediator that is actually the chess master and talking about the chess master is actually the mediator um yes so the chess master is more is the more no the mediator is more social the chess master is the introverted extroverted Yeah. Okay. Let me, me, let's back up here. So the mediator is the one that we felt was going to be a lot more extroverted, social, um, real strong connection to their roots and their family and their mother, um, maybe really involved in sports and fitness. Whereas our chess master is someone who is um, highly intelligent and could be social, but they're the probably, um, yeah, like that more introverted extrovert type. Um, and I think they're gonna, they could be really funny, but would have a really dry, sarcastic sense of humor, um, really high standards for themselves and others. 
where I feel like the mediator is someone who might be a lot more jovial, optimistic, outgoing, you know, so where our chess master might be a little more logical, grounded, uh, maybe even a little stoic. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so those are, you know, and I think there's a a Twitter hashtag for this called astrologer good (laughs) where, you know, uh, that I'm going to blame that mix up on Mercury in its shadow. So there you go. (laughs) If it's not quite retrograde, there's still a shadow around that we can blame it on. (laughs) Not always, not always, but it it, it is true today. So, (laughs) all right. Well, on that, on that note, let's see if we have the chess master or the mediator in the waiting room. Welcome to the show, Fernando. Hi, how are you? I'm Scott, the skeptic. We've been talking. I'm here with my friend Sarah, who we started this little podcast with oh so many months ago. And our guest astrologer for this week is Lauren. She's going to try to help Sarah guess which chart it belongs to you. Awesome. Sorry, I'm trying to turn down the music in my house. Sorry a second. It's not working. All right, there we go. It's okay. All of this information is helping them. They're <laughs> decoding. They're using the tidbits. They're oh, they like, mm, they, they, that's, that's it. You got it. You figured it out. Yeah, music playing, huh? That's useful <laughs> yeah. information. I but know, he's having, right? he's having yeah. trouble turning it off. That's other useful I information. Know, right? You got to look at everything. You do. Yeah. So to. we're we're looking at everything in this interview. I, I hope you're you prepared. I'm just gonna stay still. I try to do Zen Buddhists here. I don't know what they do, but I'm just going to just chill. Yeah, that? we're going to, this is new. We're going to try a silent interview. You're just going to sit there and we're just going to look at you and try to guess your chart. And try to just use osmosis. That's perfect. <laughs> well, speaking of, can you actually tell us the necklace that you're wearing? Because I'm kind of honing in on that already. Oh, that. Oh, that I got in Ecuador. Ooh. I'm drawn to green. So I have two of them. Nice. So you're a traveler. Sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already reading. Sometimes into I'm it. Not. Sometimes <laughs> what did he put in the survey for how much he likes to travel ten to other countries? Ten. Ten, ten out, out of ten. ten. I do love to travel. My heart is, and even if it's just local, you know, like day trips, because sometimes that's all I can do. Right. Yeah. Well, so, let's uh, let's try. It. We're going to try to keep it within the format of our categories, and I'm just going to ask you about your character. Can you kind of just describe yourself? What comes up first? Keywords for the chess master's character. Independent, articulate, highly intellectual, introverted, extrovert. High standards for self and others. Dry wit. Foodie. Loves puzzles and mysteries. Keywords for the mediator's character. Self-focused, iconic, strong-willed, optimistic, adventurous, jovial, fun, teacher, wise, compassionate, spiritual, less self-aware, strong connection to roots, family, and mother. My character, um, well, I'm very giving. I don't know if I'm in, and I'm going to, I guess, I don't know if I'm analyzing it with character per se, but I like to be open-hearted with people, very uh, friendly. I kind of know no enemies, so to speak. Strangers, I guess that's the real way to say it. So yeah, I like to, I like to interact, but then I do like to, you know, go ahead and after I have my extrovert excursions i like to just kind of veg so i'm kind of like 
Kind of both, right? I think there's a name for that, but I can't remember what it is. But uh, <laughs> it's either... things for everything, right? Whatever yeah. we do, there's a name for it, right? I'm sure. And then there's a some TikToker out there doing it, right? Uh, <laughs> we want to yeah, put so labels on um, things. So those are just, I guess, some some things that come up. I guess if you're if you're talking about character, um, um, I like to give, but I'm, I'm not like an overgiver. Like, and I'm not trying to impress people with that. It's just like if I do it, I do it out of out of kindness of my heart or sporadically, so to speak. But I'm also also get prompted to right, like something comes up, which I got to be careful because um, other people's energy might draw me when it's not time to do something. So it could come out of not out of not really giving right like the show off right so i see it's i'm saying it's like it's a counterbalance right it's like it's like those or not counterbalance right i'm gonna confuse the hell out of you guys so you're not gonna figure it out so just i'm just gonna be like a like a mess like here i'm just like the smoke bomb like the ninjas you know they throw a smoke bomb and then disappear (laughs) over here and you're like where'd they go right so you're enigma basically (laughs) i don't know maybe you're not not even you don't even know i don't even know i i I, how about this i'm I'm a moment to moment person as much as possible right whatever's put in front of me that's what i what i react to how about that that's kind of better 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 way to say it like he like scott sent me uh uh he's like you have the link and i just sent them a copy of the link and i I said sometimes i'm thorough i mean i could have just said yes or given you a thumbs up but I'm just here's a link, man. Yeah, I was like, I would have taken your word for it, but he's showing me proof that he did get the link. And here it, it is. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm messaging him later, late for me, like 10 30. I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this still happening? Because I didn't get, or, I don't know if you sent it. You might have, I and mean, it may have gone to spam, but I'm like, let me ask him just in case. Because if not, I'm just going to go do something else. You know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, moment <laughs> to moment, man. I'm serious. It didn't work out. <laughs> we'll plan it for another time. So. <laughs> Hang on. Can we pause for a second? Because not pause the podcast, but the conversation. Oh, I, how do, how do you know Scott Fernando or, or did you read, how did you find out about the podcast? Um, Sarah, that's you. you. I think I saw it on the, on a post somewhere and I sent okay. an email right away and it's, and yeah, or when I saw it, I, I reacted to it. I'm like, yeah, this sounds cool. Okay, great, great. I and just wanted I heard, to... pod, I heard a few podcasts. And, and I was like, oh, okay. So awesome. Okay. And by the way, yeah. So, and it's like, oh, uh, I was like, Let, let's, let's try this out. See how it, how it works out. How never done this before and, or been on a podcast. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, I know this is, it's cool. Cause you're trying to figure out how I, who, who I am as far as through the horoscope. Yeah. Yes. We're actually, we're actually working for the CIA. <laughs> we need to find, find I know you, you and then you know it all. You know it all. So I'm not even worried about it. This is really, it's a government funded podcast to just get information on Americans. Let's see if he's been lying on his taxes. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to clarify whether you had reached out to us through, um, you know, a post or if you were another solar salesman, (laughs) friend of Scott's. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no. I am in sales. So if you want to, if you want, so uh, Whoa, whoa, so- we're going to get to work in <laughs> due time. Hey, char- it's part of my character. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, but- everything is part of his character. So we're staying in this category for the whole show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. Yeah. All but right. yeah, I guess, I don't know if I've answered that. Uh, maybe you, if you need me to elaborate on anything, give me some prodding. Guide me. 
You've you are a character and you've given us a lot of information. Oh gosh. <laughs> Terrible. I ruined it for Scott. But he's tricky. He'll he'll give you like two two uh two very similar things. And he, he it's, this is how I described it when he did. I said it's like putting two cats 90 miles away and they're both black, and you have to tell them which one is has green eyes and which has red eyes. <laughs> how in the heck are you gonna find that out, Sarah? How? That's like so tricky, Scott. But hey, well, as I as Sarah has described birth charts to me, it's not like you're looking at a cat from 90 miles away. It's like you're looking at this person's fingerprint or like a book about this person's life when you look at their birth chart. Yeah, so that's that's what that's pretty. I mean, I I can see that. That's what got my interest. I was like, oh, well, then obviously just in the first couple pages, we should have this figured out. It's it's Maybe. like it's like you have a cat, but you've um, cut it open and you're looking at its innards. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I see that. I was thinking it more about it's it's like a puzzle. You know, when we do puzzles on a table and there, it's an outline, and then life because you don't know how people's you know life can change us, but there's still and then you fill it in with the astrology part. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that's not a good example, but that's how I see it. Do you believe in astrology? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Belief is it's kind of sh- shaky word, but I, I do. I, I lean that I lean towards it. I do. I don't disbelieve in it. Yeah. So, you know, so that's yeah. So I'm not a disbeliever, Scott. Sorry. Well, will will <laughs> the results will the results of this podcast uh, have any weight on your belief or disbelief? Well, no, it won't because I, I it's I'm, I, I know who I am. Or and as I'm becoming even more in in my life, so I just um, everything that has come my way has been a piece of a puzzle that has been put together more and more. And sometimes I've I've jammed the wrong pieces in that puzzle. Like you know how you stomp it, like this is the damn piece, and it's not. You got to pull it out. And you think astrology can point you to the right piece reliably? It, it's a pointer. There you go. That's you said it. It's a pointer. It's a pointer, you know, it's kind of like, uh, like, like sometimes you hear, I don't know about you, I'll hear a song and there's a, a word in there and it just pops out and it's like, damn, that's, that's it. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, w- I would say it's a pointer. There's a lot of pointers in life. Right. I think, you know? Yeah. I think it, it's a pointer. I just don't think it's based on anything. I think it's on anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, but then describe anything. What's anything to you? It points you. It points you towards a lot of common characteristics that people tend to have, and it's it's useful in the sense that it may point you in a direction you weren't looking, and you're like, oh, maybe I will analyze that. Could be. So it it could spark into. But what is anything? That's where I want to. What do you say? Anything is. It's not specific to me versus you. Like my birth chart doesn't say more about me than it says about you. I've I've heard charts before. People there that are very broad and you're like yeah that could apply to my fucking cat sorry am i allowed to cuss <laughs> but yeah but seriously you know what i mean it's like that could be anything yeah but i think there's some things that are i don't know maybe right. as a uh it depends on where you're at in life i guess some people need something that guides them but then sometimes it is it is uh, a very good pointer i guess and it's a pointer, and then you leave the pointer over here in the corner, and you move on, and then some other pointer comes on. And then, you know, whatever that might be, but, you know, a piano falls in your head, and there's your pointer. Don't walk under pianos. Do you know what I mean? So, 
Who knows? Good advice. Whether Saturn is telling you not to walk under pianos or whether the tarot yeah. card told you that, you should use that advice. That's good it advice. Could be. If that's, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, Saturn wouldn't have said that, but okay. <laughs> Saturn, Saturn doesn't care about you walking under that piano. Saturn's just sitting back like, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to wake his ass up or not. Or kill him. Who knows? Saturn just lives for the drama. <laughs> okay, moving on right, to sorry, childhood, yeah. childhood experiences. Can you say a few words about childhood experience? Keywords for the chess master's childhood experience. Responsibility, logic, material security, practicality, wide variety of hobbies, curiosity, discipline, and structure. Keywords for the mediator's childhood experience. Sports and fitness, photography, travel, spirituality. Um, where do we start? Like, Just give us a general sense of your upbringing. Um, yeah, I upbringing. Think, yeah. Oh, sorry, I keep hitting my, my little... TV tray here. Upbringing was as well. It was based on, um, you know, I was in a family that no divorce. So they're, they're still, my parents are still married. Um, I grew up in a Spanish household. So I was the mediator as far as like translating for my parents, you know, English, you know, so that kind of stuff. But as far as growing up, it was very, it was very loving family. Grew up in a Christian home, right? One of, um, you know, so they, the focus was on a lot of going to church. It was a Spanish church. So they went to church almost like every day. So, so anyway, so I, I guess that could have kept me out of trouble somewhat, but then, you know, in other ways, you're just like missing out on certain things. Right. But, um, so that's that school wise school, as far as high school was, um, just, I guess normal, but it was, it was more tumultuous. Cause I couldn't, I didn't feel like I fit in a little bit. Um, and, um, and I guess it had to do with, if we, if we think about it, not having the means, my family didn't have the means to, to, you know, give me the coolest clothes or, and you know, that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff as, as we are as high schoolers or kids. So that was a little hard, like having the same clothes every week, you know, and then things like that. Right. So those, those things affect you or, and then the other thing in school, if we're talking about high school, vividly a professor, I wanted to do art and um, that professor or not professor, because we're not college, it was a teacher. And he's like, just go over there and do it. Right. So that, that was, that was a, as far as a, uh, something that affected me. Right. As far, because that from there on, I wouldn't ask any teacher about how to do math, how to, how to write. So it just made me more reclusive. Um, so as, a, as, as, and affected me, of course, throughout life, but I, I've broken out of that because now I just don't care about asking for help or seeming, you know, not knowing something, you know, so I've broken out of that, but of course that was something that sort of affected me. So if we're going into the high school times, uh, college was fun, you know, as far as like uh, there, I, I think I started to really study. I loved college. It was pretty fun because I was able to study and learn. And I was like, Oh gosh, there's all this wisdom. Right. It's like, now I'm here like, what the hell did I go to college for? <laughs> so, well, what did you study in college? Oh, I studied uh, theology. See, because that was again the prompting of, of family to go into some sort of uh, that course, right? And then um, and then counseling. So I was going. Then I was going to get go into social work and things like that. But I didn't. I didn't end up doing that. You know, I ended up getting married and all that fun stuff after that. Just kind of doing family stuff, work, and getting sales jobs, and just doing that, doing things that made a little more money. 
as far it's as interesting because sales does have a counseling aspect to it. Yeah, it, 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 for sure. It depends on the, on the sales, which side, but yeah, it, it really does. Um, right now it's advertising sales. So I put people like businesses on, um, like if you're watching a commercial, like you're watching a TV show like Yellowstone and you watch a local spot come in, that's what I do. So in, in, the, DC, in the DC market, <laughs> here in Washington. Can, can you give us a little more of an idea of what you, what your work looks like? You, you were kind of talking about it, but I wasn't getting a picture. Keywords for the chess master's work, medicine, innovation, science, accounting, authority figure, ambitious. Keywords for the mediator's work, service-oriented, design, details, group associations. Oh, yeah. I, I do advertising sales, so I put businesses, um, local businesses, on, on air pretty much. I gotcha. Okay. So, so you know, sell the uh, the space. Oops, gosh, this is terrible. I'm sorry. The space, um, 30-second spot, 15-second spot, whatever, you know, to get businesses, their branding out there. Gotcha. Okay. And you sell the space, um, not necessarily producing the advertisement. No, I don't make the, I have producers that we use and then, you know, so I, I love putting creative ideas there, but I don't produce them, but that it's it's like, I'll throw out an idea and I say, maybe we should do this. And, you know, but that's it. That's, that's as far as creative that I can do for my whole whole backgrounds in marketing departments. So that was what we loved doing. Yeah. No, it's fun. I, I mean, cause it's, a, there, you can do so much with different things and especially, especially if you're helping a client, it's, it's like, they don't have any idea. And then you just kind of, kind of show them and they get excited. And the final product is like, wow, look at this for sure. Yeah, what, what are some of the actions that you do in your work? If you're kind of describing a typical day, what kind of like skills does it take to do the job? Well, yeah, it's relationship building. It's B2B sales. And, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, you know, mid, to executive level CEOs, author, you know, owners, you know, trying to share with them, you know, the aspects of this type of marketing, right? The advertising, TV marketing, streaming marketing, or advertising, uh, different from social marketing, social media, so forth. So really, it's kind of really building the relationships, and then it's it's just and then keep. It's not like a one time sale because I'm also helping them out throughout the whole annual campaign or and so forth. Sometimes they're shorter. If it's a, let's see, it's a, it's a company that's advertising tourism, right? So that's a shorter run or a university or a hospital, like cope, you know, whatever. So it's just, so it's a lot of moving parts and it's, the verticals are a variety of verticals. So it's not just focus on just dental offices or HVAC. So, so just completely hypothetically, a question just popped into my mind. How would you sure. approach a business to sell them on the idea of advertising on, let's say, an astrology podcast? <laughs> How? Oh, well, we, you know, we start talking about the, 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 like in marketing, we start talking about the audience, where they want to reach the audience. And for me specifically, if you, where it says I cover a territory, we're looking at the zip codes, you know. And then, you know, eventually you get to the, what type of funding is available and so forth. But really, I'm, as far as giving you a pitch right now, I mean, I would, I would have to look a little bit more like, how would I pitch this? And, and then you may not be a fit and I would say, I won't pitch you anything. So, so that's really the thing really comes down to, right? It's like, you know, we are going to be a good match. You know, if not, that's okay. But really, it's more about if there is funding or, you know, you call it, call it budgeting, how can you use that funding to reach the right audiences so they come to your podcast? 
or tune into you or, or if you're doing a podcast to get other people to advertise on your podcast, right? So you have more revenue to expand the podcast. So that's another avenue, right? But I don't do that. I just, I know that's available. So. All right, Fernando, you're hired. All right, let's do it. Congratulations. This actually isn't even a podcast. We were just doing job interviews. It's an interview. I didn't know that. No wonder I was looking Um, looking at my LinkedIn. I said, who are these people looking at my LinkedIn? We can't come close to matching your current salary, but you know, you're going to learn a lot. It's mainly about experience. Oh, like an internship. That's yeah, it. that's exactly what it is. But I'm not getting coffee. I ain't getting coffee. No coffee. No, I make well, the coffee in this office. Coffee. Yeah, well, yeah, because we're all in different time zones anyway. You'd have so, to okay, mail it to <laughs> so I'm safe. I'm safe there. Perfect. Yeah. Can I actually ask a question about yeah. career? Have you found that you've ever, like, struggled finding, like, alignment in your career or have you always felt like you really knew what you wanted to do and it kind of came naturally and easily? No, no, no. It's still struggle. My job now is great, but, um, the, uh, my core, my path is elsewhere eventually, but it's Mm -hmm. not, I'm not there yet. Do you know what it is or, or have any clues as to what it might be that you would rather hope to be doing one day? Um, I do want to do, uh, coaching. But, you know, the cliche thing, right? Everybody's doing good. But no, I, seriously, I do want to do that um, just from my life experiences and relationships and sales and all sorts of different things. Um, being able to guide someone to find more of what they want to do in life. Really, that's what it comes down to. Mm. I mean, I think our biggest struggle in, in life for most people is discovering themselves. Mm-hmm. They're covered in, they're buried in the rubble of societal and how they grew up or whatever. Like, I have to do this job. It's like me, oh, I have to go into a, this career path. And, you know, and then I didn't. But, you know, it's, it is what it is, right? But that's it. That's the thing. And it's not about just like a lot. Like it's like, oh, you, you have a passion. Just quit your job. And it's like, yeah, now you're going to be broke and you're living on the street. So mm-hmm. sometimes that works out. You have those, I see those victorious stories. I'm like, that's awesome if you if you can do it, you know, but I think you should have a backup plan if you're gonna to try to start something like that. That's just but that's why I had, you know, probably why I haven't just said, oh, I just F this, I'm just gonna go do that. No, I think yeah. you're I'm inching into it. So your career in the past like year-ish recently has been pretty solid, solid, pretty stable, and pretty good for you. Where I've been I've been working here for six years. Six so, years. Yeah. So yeah. So um so it's, it's stable-ish. It's it's sales, you know. If you don't make sales after a while, they let you go, right? So it's yeah. kind of so it's so it's stable as as, as it can be, right? Yeah. <laughs> until definitely. until you don't make quotas, and then they're like, you know, bye. Yeah, yeah. And but do you ever years. like find yourself like really competitive in your career and fighting with people, or is it pretty calm? No, it's it's a sales are competitive, but I don't give a shit about competition. Okay. I don't No, I, I, I always tell people like, people are like, you know, I, I do, I'm, I do good at what I do. So, um, but I was, when people say, you know, what do you do? You like that? Are you competitive? I say, no, I, I really challenge myself. Mm. And I had a, I was at a meeting once and I don't know if this came out right to them, but I was they're like, how are you doing it? And I said, I kick my own ass and that's what I do. Because, like that's that. because you do it's really and there's people that are competitive and that's okay because there's that you know they were in sports and if you're in sports or, or 
you know, and things like that in the past, you know, you're going to be like competitive. You have that drive and that's cool. But, you know, if someone wants to be number one, go for it. I don't give a crap. I mean, I know what I, I know my abilities and I'll do what I can, what I need to do. So like that's that. just me though. If someone's going to, again, that's, that's my take. No, that's a great take. Let me ask you a question. How do you relate to being a pioneer or being the first to do something? Does that, does that um, strike a oh, chord like, with you? Like try to spearhead something. I, I don't mind doing that. Sometimes it depends on what it is, right? It doesn't have to be a work project, just maybe just yeah. in, in general in your life. Um, do you relate at all to just wanting to be first or the first or, you know? Not necessarily the first. I'd like things that are tried a little bit, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it explodes in someone else's face before mine. I think <laughs> that's better, you know, yeah, okay. go for it. Then I then I learn from that, but I'm not averse to, you know, what I say is like putting on the lab coat and saying, oh, okay, I, I did this, and how did I? How can I do this better if if I'm going to do something first, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to analyze that and readjust and kind of. But I mean, that's probably going a little bit off topic, but but yeah, I, I, I I'm not one to run out into the front line, like okay. you see Civil War movies, like yes, let's get them. No, no, no. I'm going to hide behind a tree and try to kill some people from the tree. You know, okay. <laughs> let's shoot them from the trees. Like, what are you guys running out in the field first? That's kind of dumb. So no, so yeah, I'd rather not do that. So. Okay, sorry for all the questions, but no, I, have, I have a question. Um, how do you do in group settings? Do you feel comfortable in group settings? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to be the leader in a group setting, but I don't mind. If I have to take the lead, I'll do it. Okay. Um, yeah. So e- I, either way. But <laughs> if someone else raised their hand first to lead, then that's, yeah, go for it. Um, go for it. I'll yeah. support them. You know what I mean? As long as they're good. I'll support the leader as long as they're a good leader. If they're shitty mm-hmm. leaders, I don't want to support them. Then I'm involved with that, right? So Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And, uh, okay. Gonna lead the revolt and overthrow their leadership. Yeah, no, I mean, that's too much work. Let someone else do that. That's right. You don't want to be the leader spearheading that uh-uh. drive. No, let someone else do that. But you're going to whisper, hey, I think we should probably overthrow this guy. Yeah, man, that guy, no good. <laughs> <laughs> I just have, like, another question. Mm-hmm. When you are working and you're doing things or whatever, do you find that you get easily drained and, like, you feel like you need to, like, rest and take a nap and, like, just chill? Are you saying because I'm getting older? Is that why? No, no, no. Just like no, in no, general, no. like even okay, like you're old. You're... You gotta start taking naps now. <laughs> no, no. I just didn't no, know. No, not that. in general. It depends. You know what? I'm a. If, if you're interested, I'm not sure if this is giving stuff. But I'm a. For my energy, how my energy works, I'm better in the morning. So I, I get up if, if I get up at five thirty, six, and I'm doing my stuff. Not my work wise. You know, I need my downtime and then going to work. Um, I do better in the afternoon. It's better to do mindless shit. You know, just kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in an email, it's whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's yes. I'm kind of answering that, but that's how kind of yes and no. I get drained and after a certain time. But on the flip side, um, sometimes the afternoon is super productive and I'm more, but I'm more, but again, but I'm more in the morning. But yes, that happens, the draining. But that, I don't think I answered that like you thought I would, but that's... <laughs> Well, that's, 
that still gives us information yeah. anyway. Yeah. That's why we have to bring the guest on, is they're never going to hopefully answer the way you thought they would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, hopefully I'm doing that. So If they so. did, it would be a lot easier to do this show. We would just, we wouldn't even have to invite them on. You're just like, okay, just send in your info and we're just going to read it and this is you, right? So Yeah. Well, actually, that'd be the ultimate test of astrology is Sarah just looks at the two charts and she does the interview for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You just you just do some AI things now, right? And just oh, yeah. voiceovers and you're like it's like it's like a man. Oh, oh. Yeah. This, is, this is how he would have answered. There's no reason to bring him on to verify that. That's right. <laughs> well moving on to family. Um can you say a few words about your mom? Keywords for the chess master's mom may have been absent or worked a lot. Spiritual, practical, logical, hardworking. Keywords for the mediator's mom. Energetic, impulsive, self-focused, independent. My mom um, came from, just, you know, she came from, from Cuba. Met, and Well, I'm going to have to say it because it met my dad in New Jersey. That's where I was. Uh, can I, I guess I can say that, right? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know if I'm yes. throwing. Yeah. So, um, and just, um, just don't tell us in a year. Yeah, uh, no, no, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, or I mean, a I, month. Don't tell them they were really or your in love. age or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, they were, no, but, they, this but she, she's yeah, she's been she's super supportive, loving. Um, she it comes from a hard working family, you know. But she was this typical, still with me or still you know alive. Stay the, the um, traditional household, stay at home, raise the children type of mom. Um, so not a working mom. Uh, even though she did some part-time jobs, maybe as we grew older, but she was very supportive, very loving, still very loving, supportive, um, all the way. Um, so that's, I mean, that's what I can say. All right. And moving on to dad. Keywords for the chess master's dad, accounting, business owner, logic, grounded. Keywords for the mediator's dad, focused on fairness. Diplomatic, artistic, relationship-oriented, peace-oriented. Dad, yeah, hard worker. Again, traditional or, you know, that older traditional family structure of works and brings the dough, right, and comes back home. And, you know, not necessarily with the flip-flops and the pipe type of deal, you know, but, you know, have you come home, you know, the 50s style. like that. But, no, he definitely was, he's driven and he's, he's very caring, uh, I think I got a lot of those traits from both of them. A lot of compassion. Um, what does your father do for hearted. He's an electrician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I had to go out there with him and do that when I was younger, and it sucked. <laughs> what did you not like about it? Digging holes, like to put pipes underneath new housing, to run wires. And what I hated about it is it happened on Saturdays and I couldn't go play with my friends. So that's, that, that sucked. But, mm-hmm. um, but, it, but in the retrospect, it could have got me, I think it got me out, kept me out of some trouble, you know, like cause I lived in a city, bigger city, you know, so I still got in trouble, but I think it helped me get out. Of and it helped me actually, it really helped me to learn hard work and, and, and drive as well. So then you would say that you didn't really get to go out and play much when you were younger because you worked a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, I had time to play because I, I rode my my favorite thing was to ride my bicycle, you okay. know, and, and, and I would ride it for long hours, Love miles, that. miles and miles, and that was fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think there was a, less of that, you know, yeah. maybe after school, but you know, that's limited. Yeah. Okay. But, but I had my Star Wars figures to play with, right? That was mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> Who was you your know favorite? Star Wars is? You know Who what Star Wars is? Is it right? Just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. Some of them well, some of us here are uh, okay. At least one of us was born in the seventies, so <laughs> you're in good company. How old do I look? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I never, I never answered that question out loud. Um. Okay. Um. Sorry, I had a follow-up question. How do you relate to uh, athletics and fitness? Is that something that you've ever been interested in? Um, like actually, like weight training or or just playing sports or yeah, sports or fitness, anything in that category. Um, well, when I was younger, I played like soccer, like at the parks and rec stuff like that. Um, but I never, I never was a jock or anything like that. Um, I'm more indoor type of sports, like table tennis, te- not table tennis. Is that what it's table tennis, right? Ping pong, ping pong, mm-hmm. right? Um, pool, things like that. I uh, was good at darts for a while, and um, but not a jock. And um, and I don't sit there and watch sports. Um, I rather read or go in the woods or go hiking. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping us on track here. Do it. Next category, romantic partner. Can you uh-huh. uh, k- kind of describe, Sarah, I always, is this the type of person you look for? No, the the romantic partner should describe, I would say you did say that you were married and i think on your survey you said since divorce so if you could give us a description of your first marriage partner keywords for the chess master's romantic partner passionate but maybe contentious adventurous religious possible addiction issues keywords for the mediator's romantic partner possible age difference or might not want to settle down right away or at all um, am I allowed to say bad things or good things? You can say whatever no. you want. <laughs> no, um, it was great at the beginning. And then, you know, things, um, fall apart sometimes. There was, um, I was very, I think, not I think I'm very supportive and, and loyal and so forth. So it just, as she, she started getting, and I want to say sick, but not sick as, as just because like cancer or something. It was just other sickness and it just got out of control. And that's how it started falling apart. Um, I'm trying not to sound disparaging. So I got to be, I don't want to uh, say anything, but I mean, think we're cool now. Um, but, it, but we just, it just fell apart um, no matter how we tried. And, and that had to do with now I know more about relationship. It's funny how we, we grow up and we don't know, we learn stuff from our family or other people, how to relate in relationships. And we know shit because they don't know shit. So they teach us shit and we keep passing the shit on to other people and not saying everything, but, I, and I, and I think that's what happens with a lot of relationships, including with mine. 
Um, their skill sets are not there. We're not, you know, we're not taught in school how to relate, how to really be vulnerable, how to be compassionate, how to listen, how to know the dynamics of a relationship. They're going to, you're going to change in a relationship and we have all that stuff, right. That we see. So I think that's, that was part of a lot of that happening. Not just that, that other part I was mentioning. So I um, had a child and it, it, with one child with her. Am I allowed to talk about children? Of yeah. course, yeah. So, and she, and then at eight years old, I had full custody of her. And and today, God dang, uh, I moved her. She moved out. So, mm. but not in a bad thing. She's just growing up, you know. So, anyway, sorry. Oh no! Thank you no, for sharing that. Yeah. So that's tender because it's like I've had her. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of experiencing like somewhat oh, yeah. like a loss of her, like leaving. Well, your yeah. Home. You know, out of the nest, so to speak. But yeah. 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 Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Um, no, I know that's not part of it. No, it's no, it's, no, it is. I was just going to say, was your marriage partner? And again, if I ever ask a question, you don't feel comfortable. Yeah, with, no worries. Let me know. Um, but would you. Do you say they have like a different background from you? Did you are they from a different country than you? Or? No, no. Um, I guess um, I mean I was born in the states. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say. My, am I allowed to say my ethnicity? Can can you yeah. just tell how I look? And that's it. You can you can say. So anyway, so I'm half Cuban, half Argentinian. So my, my mom's Cuban, my dad's from Argentina, and I was born in the states. And um, so she was American, but I was born, I was born in the States, so raised in this, in this culture. So, but, but, um, but so I don't know that, I don't think that affected things much as more the paths were going different because mm-hmm. she grew up also in a very religious background. We met in, in school, same thing. And that, that's where I think also, if we talk about it, started uh, more of a kind of going this way, right? Like away from those things that we were going toward, right? And and beliefs. Yeah. So, which kind of sucks, you know, because I think you can still be together with people even though their beliefs change. You just kind of support each other, you know, all that. All that fun <laughs> stuff that doesn't happen, right? Sometimes it's like you gotta be like me or get out <laughs> Yeah, out that's here. hard. Get out can, of here. Can you tell us about like what initially drew you to her? Like what were the qualities you were drawn to? For my for my ex, yeah, it, it, yeah. So it was it was that right. We had similar belief systems. We were young, you know, and we had just um, the, there was attraction there, of course. Um, but but it, just like anything else, you just found young love, right? And, and and you just want someone to support you and support each other, and that's kind of what draws us usually to people. So that was the initial spark. Um, in general, I mean, I'd have to dig dig more and probably not going to talk about all that, like really deep stuff, I guess. But I'm keeping but, it surface if you're not noticing. So okay. for that, <laughs> and, throwing and it out there. When things were going downhill, was it contentious or was it more like you just didn't talk? No, it happened both because it after towards the end it was it was like that. There was it was you know fighting, bickering, no talking, you know all the all the all the, the full gamut, right? Of okay. Some, Depends on how that is, but and just you know, towards the end, I I try to keep things together. It was it's funny we were going for a divorce, but it took three years, and in Virginia it takes uh, one year. But I it took three years. I was trying to work things out, keep my insurance, all that kind of stuff. So you know, so that's that was what I was attempting to to do. Okay, 
I have another question for you. So what would you say is your love language? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, it's not gifts. It's, um, it's the, um, spending time together. That's my highest quality time. I don't know how they put it all, but I know it's the spending time together. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. But then okay. again, it's also, you know, except too, it's it's not like super high because there's also, you know, you, you need time apart too because, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's not like, because before, like, here's the thing, I, we were talking about relationships. Back then, it's like, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to be together 24-7 and, you know, that kind of thinking because you just, you're just together. So I think that, that ruins relationships too, right? That you don't, you don't have the, so. Not having time apart. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you set, do you think that like, are you really goal oriented? I put a goal out there um, and, or basically I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. I put a target, there's the target. And I try to make my bow and all everything as, as precise as possible. And I shoot for it. Right. But it doesn't mean it's going to hit that target. And that's how I see goals as. Um, so I don't, I don't have a, I have goals that are long-term goals and maybe some short-term stuff, but then they're, they're held very loosely. I admire people that are badasses. They're like, this is my goal. And they have it all over the fridge and they open their car and the goals roll out of their visors and they're like, they're everywhere. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, they're awesome. And they can do that. But, um, and I still have goals. I still make them, but they're, I know they're loose because what's that saying shit happens and mm-hmm. you have to some people get really sad when they make their goals because they're not thinking that shit happens so anyway so that's just how i look at it Agreed. but i still admire those people that can do it i'm like man yeah i want to be like you one day maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> well you never have complete control over what life has to offer you and your plans so it does exactly you know keeping your goals somewhat flexible yeah, yeah. That's definitely something I learned, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of along those lines, the last category is challenges. Can you speak to kind of the areas where you felt challenge in life? Um of I guess in what area? Like like work, like uh like goals goals if, or... well, if any of those areas stand out, um, because it's nothing in particular, but kind of what jumps out in the realm of challenge. Yeah, where um, do you where do you feel like you've experienced the most resistance in life? Keywords for the chess masters challenges: friends, group relations, identity, one-on-one relationships. Keywords for the mediators challenges: career. Resistance. It would be myself and and, and trying to um become more open vulnerable and i don't mean vulnerable where i just spill out all my stuff to everybody you know you, there's a right people but being more open to myself more that's that's a, like a challenge right like like coming to grips with like your own bullshit and when your bullshit is called out because that's a hard thing and when everybody or a few people that are close to your calling out calling you on your bullshit you're like damn it that is like fuck <laughs> you know and then but but it's recognizing that because sometimes you know we hear people do that to us and uh or i've had in the past and you're like yeah whatever and, and then like here it comes again it's like you gotta pay attention right so i think that would be that would be it um as far as i would use myself as as, as my own challenge like me trying to get grow and, and more centered and in the direction we talked about goals of where i need to be mm-hmm. as i move forward 
So I hope that's a good example. But if you want another one, I'll, I'll we'll go to. I have a question. How do you feel? Like, how do you navigate conflict? Depends, right? Some like, it depends because if it's something that triggers me, right, that I'm unaware of, then I'm going to be terrible at it. I'm going to get too upset, fall off the handle. But right, but if it's something that I'm trying to get under the hand, right, depends, right. I'll be able to be calm and be collective and be like, yeah, right, because there's there's two ways of there's two ways I would handle that. One would be completely terrible and the other way would be like oh my god look at him he's a guru follow that guy <laughs> so you so wouldn't amazing. say like you're like are you like afraid of conflict at all or you don't mind conflict no i'm not afraid in the past i was more uh adverse to conflict so okay. i'm still i i don't i'm not looking for conflict but i'm more open to it because that's because i've been more of a i see it more as a challenge to grow mm. right um but no one likes conflict right i don't think i don't think anybody loves conflict but you have to i know for me like if it's something that's coming up that if i can not contain it but try to um think through a little bit of what the problem or conflict might be to try to articulate something right to say oh yeah let's work out where if it's in the moment that's where i think it's a little harder where it's like like this is this is this is just going to be a blow up. Like it's just going to look I'm going to look like an idiot, right, or, or whatever, you know. So, yeah. Oh. But just in retrospect, before I used to be more conflict adverse. Like I would be like before you were, but then it was like experiences put you oh, through. Yeah, like yeah. before I was like, no way, this is t- I can't do this. Um, give it to the next person behind yeah. me, you know. <laughs> like I can't do this. Um, but not anymore. Like, oh. yeah. So why do you think you were conflict adverse? What is it about the conflict that made you adverse to it? Well, it's that before it was more like putting it on the, on the, the phrase that says, you know, put it under the rug, hide it under the rug, you know, and, you know, and what would happen, it just would pile up and then it would just be a bigger mess. Right. So I've learned from that. I've learned it's kind of like deal with it as you can, you know, however you can write at now, or, you know, you might have to give it some space, but try to deal with it, um, to work it, work it out. Is it because you were, um, worried about confronting someone? Is it, is it because you didn't want to confront your own emotions? Um, I, I think it was more, it depends on the, if we're looking at conflict, it had to do with likability. It had to do with being, uh, accepted. It had to do, you know, with probably fear of, uh, the rejection and, uh, okay. You know, all, all those things that, you know, cause conflict comes up, depends on the conflict, but I think a lot of it has to do with all those feelings that can come up. You know, it could be, it could be an angry conflict. It might be a conflict of something that you don't want to hear for me or, or um, don't want to deal with, you know, just it'll fix itself. You know, the, uh, the illusion of things are going to get better without you even dealing with it. So that's, that's how, that's probably how I saw it. If I if I were to look at it, okay. So I'm more I'm less like that. So but now watch. We talked about conflict. I'm gonna get into a conflict and I'll be like, oh, he didn't deal with it. <laughs> all right. The next part of the experiment is we're gonna follow you around for a day to verify yes. all of these answers. That's a show. You, I bet you can do that. Like, I mean, Netflix is picking up everything these days, right? Gosh, let's do it. That's insane. Remember that show? Uh, it was on MTV. And they would put them in a haunted house 
and put them in the rooms and they had cameras on them and they you saw them running it was like because it was, the cameras were it wasn't like now it was the cameras were like they were good but but they they were like hear a noise and obviously i think the producers were making a noise or something and they would <laughs> run out and kind of like yeah. Remember you don't that? believe so that they like were this. you don't believe they were ghosts in there well probably in their head right it was dark and <laughs> Maybe they read them spooky stories and then they send them out, right? And they were really, they were really triggered. That's <laughs> funny. Our spinoff is going to be the skeptic in the ghost house. Yes. I don't think so. I don't think yeah, that, that was a ghost. a ghost. That was a nope. mouse. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have enough information to go on? Or I think so. Any How other areas? Yeah. 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 I feel good. Okay. So, Fernando, you've done a great job sharing a lot of information here. They are going to take a little time to discuss um, in private. So I'm going to have to send you out to the waiting room for about 10 minutes. Okay. Stretch your legs, get a drink, whatever. And uh, then we're going to come back and see if they got it right. Perfect. It's um, 8.43. So is that pretty much precise, 8, 10 minutes? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're, shoot for 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Keep it short. Gonna... Perfect. Yeah. All right. Cool. See ya. All right. Thank you. All right. So Fernando is in the waiting room. It's just us. We can talk about him behind his back until he listens to the episode in a week. Well, I, I really enjoyed him. I think he's a character. He really does. He has that big personality, I feel like. He really does. Sometimes I don't really have to do much of my job at all. <laughs> when the guest, uh, the guest does a lot of the... Uh, the talking for you. I mean, uh, it's so funny because sometimes people start using keywords, whether I wrote them down or not, but you're almost like, wait, do they know their chart? Is that why they're saying that? You know, mm -hmm. but I, I think, I don't think he necessarily does. No, I don't think he's like, he knows as in depth as possibly mm -hmm. like about astrology. Of course, but that's my concern. Basic understanding. As yeah. we have all of these astrology-minded guests, that's my concern, is that they're just going to read off descriptions from their chart. But uh, assuming that's not the case, um, are you guys leaning one way or the other? I think so. How about you, Lauren? Yeah, I'm definitely leaning more one way. I mean, there were a few things that, that of course, I could see like overlapping a little bit, but one chart, I think, stood out to me more. Mm -hmm. And what's the name of that chart? <laughs> well, you can, uh, for me, it was the mediator. Is yeah. that, yes, and I think he even said, I am, I was a mediator. <laughs> I think he actually used that word. Yeah. Um, with his family growing up, yeah. he was the mediator sometimes. I, 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 I was, there were so many times I was kind of just laughing to myself, not at him, but just because sometimes when someone is so much their chart, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, when, as soon as he started talking about his child leaving the home, that also pointed towards a lot of the transits that he, that chart would be going through right now. Oh, with yes. Saturn in the fourth house. Well, it sounds like you guys Iron are pretty decided. Yeah. Um, but do you do you want to discuss some specifics? Yeah. Okay. All right. So my headphones are going off. You guys discuss, and we'll uh, try to be back in six, seven minutes. Yeah. Sure. All right. All right. Okay. Well, 
Um, I don't know about you, but right off the bat, I was laughing because he was such an enigma, which really, to me, spoke to our chart that has Neptune in the first house. And he had such a big personality and he was yeah. such a a philosopher that, you know, that, um, you know, Jupiter conjunct the ascendant in its home sign. Mm-hmm. And in Placidus, the stellium moves to the ninth house, which is like that philosopher energy, that Uh, pulling on the experiences of life and getting wisdom from those experiences. Yes. And we forgot to mention that early on that you are, um, you're actually looking at whole sign and Placidus, which Mm -hmm. I think is great. And I'm so glad you're doing that because I'm just looking at whole sign, but I think that's really key to note that yeah, that stellium moves to the ninth house. Mm-hmm. Um, travel, loves to travel. But even Jupiter on the ascending alone with the Sagittarius. He, he, there, yeah, there were so many Sagittarius keywords he used. Like he even called himself a guru. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> um, he, you know, and then with the Libra sun calling himself a mediator. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to be so mad if it's not this sharp. I really am too, because I just feel like so much is pointing towards it, even talking about, um, so, you know, he said he had a good, loving family, great childhood and whatnot. Um, But I saw that Chiron in the fifth house, but then he mentioned, you know, working and not having enough time to play, like as much as a kid, which reminded me of the Chiron in the fifth house energy. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was also a really fast talker, which, um, you know, he's got, oh, well, the chart that we're looking at has a moon in Aries opposite Mercury and Mm -hmm. Libra. So Mm -hmm. I felt like that could be a clue as to Mm -hmm. where all that, you know, energy was coming from. Sun conjunct Pluto. That's big. Uh, powerful energy and personality as oh. well and very like influential and he's in mark sales yeah i'm so glad you pointed that out because sometimes when you're looking at the chart and you don't look at the little actual numbers i'm i didn't realize how, that is like an exact conjunction yeah. sun and pluto um so I, yeah, I, I totally missed that before. So it is really proving to be so helpful to have another astrologer <laughs> helping me with these. It's hard to like look at every little thing. So when there's more than one of us, it's, it's, you know, helpful. Yeah. And, you know, just to talk for a second about the other chart, I do know someone with that big three, that exact big three. Oh, Wow. And, um, I wouldn't say that he was like that person. Um, so yeah, cause that person I was expecting to be a lot more, um, reserved, reserved, grounded, um, very logical. They wouldn't have said something, they, they wouldn't have been so, um, philosophical and kind of, uh, he he was a little all over the place in a good way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like he yeah, just no, I loved his energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the couple things I wrote down for the other chart, um, and maybe you were picking up on these too. Um, just when he said he didn't want to be the really the first to try things, but mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I, cause I was kind of honing in on that Aries moon. Like, is that someone who wants to be first? Um, maybe that's because Chiron's present. Um, well, even in the other chart with the Aries moon, I mean, there's like Mars square Saturn, which I feel like can. Oh, right. Right. You're so right. Yeah. Sorry. I jumped back, totally jumped back to the other chart, but, um, yeah, the um, he said he likes things to be tried and true, which to me was kind of a Taurus moon uh, thing. Um, it's why I was kind of like, do you like to rest? Do you feel like you need to recharge? Yeah, yeah. But um, and then when he said he married someone because they had the same kind of religious views, that reminded me of the Sag in the seventh house energy plus Juno. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that. Um, and he said that there was like some illness that his partner faced, which with Neptune there. So, but I mean, that just didn't feel like enough to really hold up against the other chart. So I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it is, if we are wrong, it's going to be very shocking to be honest. I think so too. I think so too. So, all right. Well, I think we're in agreement and we can bring Scott back in now. And, uh, yeah. All right. I saw a lot of nodding and laughter and I really (laughs) felt like I was missing out on something. (laughs) So did we change anything or was that just a confirming what we already thought? I think we're on the same page. I I think it's so funny. There were, there were a couple of times where I was thinking a question and then like Lauren asked the exact question I was thinking. So I I feel like we're really in tune here. (laughs) Yes. Well, then, there's nothing left for us to do but take a commercial break and come back with our guest and find out which one they are. Are they the chess master? Are they the mediator? Are they something else? And somebody's messed up. (laughs) We'll see right after this. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with our two astrologers. We've got Fernando back and ready to confirm or deny if these astrologers have picked the right chart. They were strongly leaning towards one going into their discussion, and I don't think they've changed their minds one bit. (laughs) No, and it it lines up with what we picked out on the survey as well. So, um, yeah, if if we're wrong, we're going to be pretty annoyed on this one. I'm pretty shocked, to be honest, if it's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, which which name, which character are you picking? Oh, yep. we should say, uh, I guess, I'm sorry. I should always say beforehand, Fernando, before we even started, just looking at the two charts that I provided them, Sarah came up with two characters, personality types. One of them is named the chess master, and one of them is named the mediator. Okay. And there are all these little descriptions and things below them, but those are the two overall kind of character names that describe these two people. Um, Which of those two have you guys chosen? Well, Scott, (laughs) my palms are sweating. I still get nervous at this part. 
<laughs> I don't know why. That's too. This is my first time doing this on this podcast. I'm like, can't be wrong. Um, okay, so we've selected the mediator. And it was interesting that you even said mediator in your description of yourself growing up in the in your household. You said sometimes I act as a mediator, and I could just see their eyes going, going like, ooh, boy. <laughs> um <laughs> So we won't know whether that's correct or not until you guys tell me which chart out of chart A or chart B, because this way I don't even know which one belongs to the mediator and whether it's correct or not. Um, which chart belongs to the mediator? Well, that would be chart B. Chart B belongs to the mediator. And do you want to check with our guests? Fernando, I, I assume you know your sun sign. My sun sign. Your sign. You your sign. My sign. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So if okay. we ask you, you'll be able to confirm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Unless right. you said like it's a, in a planet, which I, or whatever. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know that far. I mean, I, your I've heard, sun but... sign is green. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Fernando, can you tell us, are you a Libra? I don't know. A Libra, but I, but I'm a cuss, but I lean towards Libra. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You make them very happy. I do, I do. Oh my gosh! And our intuition did not steer us wrong because we knew that from the beginning before we even met you. You did. That's <laughs> we awesome. did. Oh, okay. My heart's racing still, but I'm so excited. I'm yeah, so glad probably, you're here. You know, what probably gave it away is me saying balance. I'm balance. I'm like you're like. You're like, no, you're the, no, I, I, I don't know. And that, that, that's decisive. I just like, I got to look at everything. And Actually, make a- Fernando, no. Um, I don't know if you know, you may not know your rising sign, but it was so many words you used that um, mm. go with Sagittarius. Uh, you, mm. you are such a Sag rising. It's not mm-hmm. even funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, like when you were calling yourself a guru, um, when you were just talking about going on adventures and bike riding, I just um, going to school for theology. I mean, um, just, yeah, so many things. Recording. So much in your chart that just is so in alignment, like with what you were talking about. Cool. Even from, like, I, don't think I said I'm not a guru. <laughs> but don't a, use the word. The word. No, don't yeah. don't say I'm a guru. I don't want to be. Like, I don't want that word. I don't want anybody to say I'm that. No, no, I hear you. Well, it's <laughs> funny that you, someone must have mistaken you for what. And you and okay, when you came on, you were talking very philosophically, which is a Sagittarius uh, keyword, and but you were also kind of being an enigma and not being very like. You didn't want us to pin you down in any certain way, which you have Neptune in your first house, which can be very, make things very nebulous and hard to see. <laughs> so oh I was just, la- I was cracking up in the beginning. I was never laughing at you, but sometimes people are so much their chart that it's just so funny. Like it's mm. exact, it's, yeah. Yeah. And then when you were talking about the bow and arrow and the target, I was like, looking at Laura, like, oh my God, does he know he's a Sag rising? <laughs> because that's the, the Sagittarius is the archer. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is awesome. Thank you so much. And you know for- what? I'm pretty sure this was the episode you guys said. It depends on if astrology is real or not. So I think we just determined that astrology is real. Uh, close, close it down. 
We're done. Know. No more show. This is it. Yeah. The credits. Yeah. This one was. In. This this one was worth all the chips. <laughs> you had the on. Where's the encore? Is that coming after? Like, like the Muppets encore? You got. It's got to be a Muppets encore. You know, like. Remember the Muppets? Do you remember the Muppet Show? Of course. Uh, yes. Okay. I've never heard of that. Is that something? Is that they something that old? <laughs> no, 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 I hear you. <laughs> well, yes. So, uh, based on that chart, I guess. How much did, uh, about your chart did you know about coming into this? I'm curious. Um, I've been playing around with human design for the oh, past, beginning of the year, um, but I've, I've I've looked at you know, touch astrology, not touch on astrology, just listen to stuff here and there, but human design has lit me up. Um, yes. So, um, so I, you know, what, where it's going, who knows, but, but, uh, but, I, but that human design tells me that it, well, not even that just my whole life. I know I've done Enneagram and all the disc and all sorts of stuff in my life. Um, and it all points out that I'm a, I'm a teacher. And if you, if you know human design, I'm, well, I'm 50 now. So I, it's in line with I am. If if you don't have to look at this guy, I'm not sure if you know about it. I'm I'm what's called I'm off the roof now, and I'm actually moving into this my phase of teacher. And not that I call myself that or will ever call myself that, but I am in that phase where I'm all my experiences, in other words, in my life, I'm ready to guide other people. And not not that I have this amazing thing, but those people that resonate with me, well, wherever they are, they're eventually my experiences might help them so and I, and I feel that and that's where i say where i love I, I like what i do but it's it is my way of you know getting by on this earth right to pay for bills and have food have a roof under my have a something somewhere to live right roof over my head but it's not the uh the beyond those how they feel right, right. Hopefully, yeah. I, hopefully i don't get fired after this if they see this <laughs> but, you, but you did did you know you were a sagittarius rising aries moon before you came on here no, I'm not even, I'm not familiar with those. I know I hear all these terms and I hear people talking about astrology and they talk about I'm this and that. And I'm like, oh, I haven't looked at that yet. Um, I think if you look at my, if you look at my, if you look at my human design yes, chart, mm-hmm. it shows. And, and I, I did. <laughs> yeah, it shows, it shows something on the areas and I think on Sag, but I'm not, I'm not familiar. I haven't looked at that yet. So I'm still, still pretty new to that, but I know a lot about my profile per se, still learning. But I don't know. But can you send me info on what that is? Is that oh, right? Yeah. I'm, email, a, I'm curious more just to learn uh, about that. Lauren and I are both, you know, know a lot about human design. Uh, you're a four six generator. Yeah, so. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that. But I know that like the, um, I guess they call it the RAX part. The the um, gosh, I forgot. I, I'm blanking on the terms because again, I've been just studying it on my own. Um, and I'm taking some classes here and there, but, but anyway. Yeah. Well, life is about to get big for you. So get ready. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So Scott, what do you think? I mean, I know you're the skeptic and. Well, on a, on a show like this, it's hard when it's 50, 50 odds, because you yeah. know, about half the time they're going to get it. And you're right. still, that's proving you right. If it's about half the time they're getting it right. Yeah. Well, I should say p- proving me right. Well, but, but hang on, hang on. For the first 16 episodes, it was just me trying to do this, okay? And we've established that I've only been doing this two and a half years. Um, but since we've started having other astrologers come on and help out, my, you know, it's it's improving. 
it's improving. So do we have more predictions going forward? We're still not, we're still below 50%. I know that's because I, 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 we've got 16 episodes worth of Sarah trying to make a prediction by herself (laughs) and struggling. (laughs) Uh, but I, I'm very, I, I, I'm so pleased to have had Lauren join us for this episode. And I just love um, that we're having a lot, you know, guest astrologers on, because I think it, it it's making the show more interesting, more fun, and it's definitely helping me. <laughs> as long as, yeah, you're able to make more confident decisions, which helps, yeah. like, on my end, that makes the experiment better. If you're not making confident decisions, then... Yeah. It's like, why are we doing it? Right. Yeah. Because the gotcha. whole theory is that you can look at the charts and confidently choose which one belongs to the person. And if yeah. it takes another astrologer to do that, I'm all for it. All right. So nice. thank you so much, Fernando. You really uh, like were so candid and shared so much. And it was a joy listening to you talk about life. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. should think about a podcast in retirement at some point when you're being a teacher. Hey, it's been on my mind, but I don't, I don't know where that, how that would start, you know, but who knows? I was thinking, it's funny. You said, I just started, I was thinking about this today while I was walking and say, maybe I should call it a podcast and call it just rambling. And I just go on there and just, just say shit. And then for five minutes, at least, I don't know. Who knows? That's just fun. I'm just, there you go. Just your five minute ramble ideas. Like, here's what I'm thinking today. You know? and st- instead of your morning journaling, just do a five minute ramble and that's yeah, your podcast. Right? Just, just put them out there. Yeah. Well, despite what you think, Fernando, you are a guru. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I think it's a compliment. I don't know. I don't know. You but, should. It's yeah, a compliment. I think so. Okay. All right. Well, that's it, everyone. Let us know what you thought by commenting on whatever platform you follow us on. Links to our accounts are in the show notes. If you like the show and want to support it, you can visit patreon.com slash astrodetectivespodcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss the next episode. Rate and review and tell your friends. And until next week, this case is closed.